Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. Today, a Sant-Mat Satsang podcast format. Today, you'll hear, at the end of this program today, a hymn of Baba Somanath, along with English translation. A Satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh. Some readings from Songs of Kabir, Mystic Poetry of Kabir, culled by Rabindranath Tagore. A passage from the Gospel of Judas that sounds a bit like Rumi poetry from the Tao Te Ching of Lao Tzu. A few stories about people trapped in wells or beings trapped in wells. One of them is from the writings of Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. And another is from a satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh. The Frog in the Well. It's kind of the Indian equivalent of Plato's Cave, if you're familiar with the parable of Plato's Cave. We'll hear a story, a charming story from the life of Guru Nanak. A passage from an unknown, an almost unknown Gnostic gospel called The Book of the Knowledge or the Gnosis of the Invisible God. Setting your consciousness free from illusion to experience the heavens above is our theme today. Welcome to this spiritual gathering, this satsang, an Eastern term that means association with the eternal truth or God. Sat is the timeless truth, the timeless supreme being. And song is a term for association, a spiritual gathering for the purpose of being transformed to become practitioners on the path of the masters. Three parables about beings of consciousness, tethered to limited perceptions of the dimensions of space-time, trying, or perhaps not trying so hard, to comprehend a vastly more complicated multi-dimensional cosmos, a universe consisting of many more than just four dimensions, the impossibility of that. And there is level confusion, as it is known, which is when human beings believe they can put God and the heavens into material boxes such as temples made of wood and stone here on earth in space and time, missing a few dimensions, or religious organizations residing in buildings of brick and mortar. They try to make heaven fit into tiny earthly confines rather than taking a natural path of just being, of just being souls, drops of consciousness as we are that potentially can rise up to the heavenly state and explore it as it is. In the history of religion, human beings always seem to be wishing to bring heaven down to the earth plane through rites and rituals and types and shadows, rather than leaving their attachments behind, moving beyond symbolism, rites and rituals, to the direct experience and ascending up to the heavens as they are. As it says in the book of the knowledge or gnosis of the invisible God, 
Blessed is he who has crucified the world and who has not allowed the world to crucify him. I will show you what it is that you may know it. To send the earth to heaven is that he who hears the word of gnosis, the word of knowledge, has ceased to have the understanding mind of a man of earth, but has become a man of heaven. His understanding mind has ceased to be earthly, but it has become heavenly. Because of this, you will be saved from the archon ruler of this age, or aeon. A couple of verses from the book of the knowledge or gnosis of the invisible God. About going from the earthly understanding to the heavenly. This is a charming story. A parable from the life of Guru Nanak. Turn my feet in the direction where God is not. In the course of his missionary activity, Guru Nanak often visited foreign countries. According to local folklore, he is said to have visited Mecca in the guise of a Muslim devotee. But his not paying heed to Mohammedan etiquette nearly cost him his life. On his first night at Mecca, he slept with his feet towards the Kaaba, which is a holy site in Islam. He was rudely awakened by an Arab clergyman who said, Who is this sleeping infidel who lies with his feet towards God? To this, Guru Nanak replied, Turn my feet in the direction where God is not. That is just so charming. Is there a location where God is not? That's an interesting insight, isn't it? This is from the literature of Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. A man trapped in a well arguing with the person above who happens to be holding a rope. Saints do not wish to satisfy their audiences by empty words. They offer to take the inquirer to the other end and thus give him first-hand knowledge. One beauty of it is that at the end these questions do not arise. So, if the curious questioner would exercise a little patience and faith, most of his questions would be answered automatically as his experiences increase. Suppose a man finds himself at the bottom of a deep well where he is very lonely and uncomfortable. Another man happens to pass that well. He carries a long rope. Finding this man in the well, he lets down his rope and offers to pull the man up. If only he will catch on to the end of the rope. But our man in the well enters into argument with the man above and demands to know just how he came to fall into that well and what is the guarantee that he may not fall into this well again if he is pulled up. The utmost that the man with the rope can say is that he will 
take him out of the well, and then he can study the situation for himself. But if the man in the well does not take advantage of this opportunity, it only means that his time has not yet come to escape from his imprisonment. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, a story about a man in a well, just arguing. What if, what if, what if, who made this rope? What's the company that made this rope, you know? And, you know, just arguing with someone who basically is just offering praxis, practice, grab onto the rope and get rescued and philosophize later on. So this is a charming story. Comments on the internet. Described by Huzur Baba Sawan Singh long before the internet got invented. What if, what if, what if? How do we know we want to be liberated? You know, what if this, what if that? The mind has endless things to argue about. But all we need to do is begin spiritual practice and then we can see for ourselves, we can experience the divine in our own praxis, in our own meditation practice, and we will find that our questions will be answered. Another version of Plato's Cave, in some sense, the charming old story often told, and there are different versions of this story, of the frog in the proverbial well. And we are that frog, and our tiny, imperfect, limited perceptions of reality is the well of our confinement. Baba Ram Singh his version of this parable of the frog in the well. Sawan Singh Ji Maharaj used to tell this story quite often. Once a swan came after a long flight over the seven seas, he came and sat on a tree which was above a well. So the swan came and sat on top of that, and there was this frog in the well below this tree. The shadow of this bird was falling onto that well below. So looking at that shadow, the frog looked up and saw this bird perched on that tree. And then it asked this bird who it was. So he said, I am a swan. I have traveled the seven seas and I have sat on this tree to take some rest. After that, I will travel further. So the the frog asked the swan, What do you mean by the sea? The swan told the frog that this is a large mass of water. And then the frog took a small circle within the well and pointed out and said, Is it this big? So the swan says, No, it is much bigger. Then the frog took around about half of the well and said, Is it this big? Again, the swan said, no, it is much larger. So the frog again took a bigger circle, covering about three-fourths of the well, and asked whether it was that big. So the swan said, no, it is much larger. 
Now the frog was quite annoyed, and he took a full circle of the well, and asked whether the sea was this big. And the swan said, no, it is much bigger. Now the frog was quite angry, and it abused the bird and said, oh, you are lying to me because you are saying it's more than this. Is there any water more than this big? Unquote. So unfortunately, the frog had grown and lived, and all its life, it was only in that well. So it has never seen anything beyond that. Whereas the bird had flown the seven seas, it had seen everything outside, and it was relating the truth it had seen. And the frog was trying to understand that in relation to its own life and its own experience. So both were right in their own places. Baba Ram Singh Ji, his version of the frog in the well parable. And we are that frog in the well, only creatures of time and space, just a few dimensions, and yet we're trying to understand a cosmos that consists of many dimensions. And it's always larger than we believe, always larger than we conceive, than we can conceive. And the heavenly swan above speaking to us or attempting to communicate with us is the master. <laughs> My favorite passage from the Gospel of Judas, communicating the words of the Master. It reminds me a little of Rumi poetry. Come, that I might teach you about secrets no person has ever seen. For there exists a great and boundless realm whose extent no generation of angels has seen, in which there is a great invisible spirit which no eye of an angel has ever seen. No thought of the heart has ever comprehended, and it was never called by any name. Sometimes the Supreme Being in the Gnostic Gospels is referred to as the Nameless One, or the Nameless, or the Unknown God. Not called by any name. In other words, the Nameless One, or Anami, the unknown, unnameable God. Because, as it says in the Tao Te Ching of Lao Tzu, and this is from the Stephen Mitchell translation, the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The unnameable is the eternally real. As it says in the Tao Te Ching of Lao Tzu, Mystic Poetry of Guru Kabir From Songs of Kabir Called by Rabindranath Tagore He was, I believe, making use of literature from the Bijak Perhaps other sources too, but I looked into that once Where did Rabindranath Tagore get his Kabir poems from? I found a few in the Bijak Or the Great Treasure, uh, a scripture of the Kabir Panth. Kabir says, O friend, hope for him whilst you live. Know whilst you live 
understand whilst you live. For in life deliverance abides, if your bonds be not broken whilst living. What hope of deliverance in death? It is but an empty dream that the soul shall have union with him because it has passed from the body. If he is found now, he is found then. If not, we but do go to dwell in the city of death. If you have union now, you shall have it hereafter. Bathe in the truth, know the true guru, have faith in the true name. Kabir says, it is the spirit of the quest which helps. I am a slave of this spirit of the quest. Tell me, brother, how can I renounce maya or illusion? When I gave up the tying of ribbons, still I tied my garment about me. When I gave up tying my garment, still I covered my body in its folds. So when I give up passion, I see that anger remains. And when I renounce anger, greed is with me still. And when greed is vanquished, pride and vainglory remain. When the mind is detached and casts maya away, still it clings to the letter. Kabir says, listen to me, dear Sadhu. The true path is rarely found. Says Guru Kabir, The moon shines in my body, but my blind eyes cannot see it. The moon is within me. And so is the sun. The unstruck drum of eternity is sounded within me, but my deaf ears cannot hear it. So long as man clamors for the I and the mine, his works are as naught. When all love of the the I and the mine when all love of the eye and the mine is dead, then the work of the Lord is done. For work has no other aim than the getting of knowledge. When that comes, then work is put away. The flower blooms for the fruit. When the fruit comes, the flower withers. The musk is in the deer, but it seeks it not within itself. It wanders in quest of grass, says Guru Kabir. The musk is within, but the deer seeks it without. Just like human beings seek the divine in externalities instead of within. Searching for the Supreme Being, going from holy temple to holy temple, from mountaintop to mountaintop, unknowing that they are carrying the Supreme Being with them as they make this pilgrimage, as they make this journey. Says Kabir, within this earthen vessel are bowers and groves, and within it is the Creator. Within this vessel are the seven oceans and the unnumbered stars. The touchstone and the jewel appraiser are within and within this vessel the eternal soundeth, and the spring wells up. Kabir says, Listen to me, my friend. 
My beloved Lord is within. Kabir is advocating the path of exploring inner space through meditation, going within the true temple of the human body, saying it is bigger on the inside with the vast heavenly realms of inner suns, moons, stars, and multiverses, and God, and you. Bigger on the inside, of course, that's cribbed from Doctor Who, and I've always liked that, and see that very much being a good illustration of meditation and going within. It is bigger on the inside. Suns, moons, stars, the seven heavens, the kingdom of the heavens are within you. This is excerpted from a spiritual satsang discourse of Baba Ram Singh, From January 1st, 2016, it's titled, Before Surrendering to the Master, We Have Duties to Perform. A hymn or bani of Swamiji Maharaj was sung during this satsang or spiritual retreat. It was a hymn sung in Hindi. And then Baba Ram Singh is commenting on various verses from this hymn. Commentary by Baba Ram Singh. This is the Bani or hymn of Paramsant Satguru Swamiji Maharaj. This Bani points out that before surrendering to the Master, there are some duties we have to perform. So it is very important to listen to the Sat songs of the saints, because through these Sat songs we have come to know true and false. We are able to discern between the two through the satsangs that are given by the saints. In the satsangs, the importance of satguru, the importance of bani or hymns, and the importance of devotion is spoken about. So by going to satsangs, we come to know and we are able to discern between truth and what is false. And we also come to know the great importance of this life that has been given to us. Also in these satsangs, the saints tell us about the importance of eating vegetarian food because of the influence that food has on the mind. Swamiji Maharaj says that we should keep our mind subtle and we should keep it delicately poised. We should be compassionate and keep the mind subtle. So even if one person is great and he is a pundit, but if he is not compassionate, then He is as good as a butcher. So therefore, saints say that if you are compassionate and you follow the path of humility, then you will be successful on this path. What Swamiji Maharaj has said, that you should be compassionate and you should keep your mind subtle. That has also been said by Tulsi Sahib to Sheikh Taki. Sheikh Taki went on various pilgrimages. He went to Mecca, Medina, and he did not get peace of mind. After coming from all of those places, he came to Tulsi Sahib, and he said, I don't have peace of mind, 
So how do I get that? So Tulsi Sahib said, God Almighty is not anywhere outside. He is within you only. And for meeting him, you have to cleanse yourself. Tulsi Sahib told him, you have to cleanse your mind and take out all the thoughts of all the others if you want to make God Almighty sit within yourself. Teachings of Sant Tulsi Sahib included in this satsang discourse of Baba Ram Singh. Baba Ram Singh Swamiji Maharaj says you have to control your senses you have to lock up all your senses and your desires which are all your lust, anger, greed, attachment ego, all of that you have to refrain from all of this if you want to progress on this path when we sit lovingly and with affection and do our meditation and Simran and Dion within, then the Master also showers his grace and he manifests the Shabd, the sound current within. So Shabd is the biggest thing. And once that is manifested within, our mind, which is completely outwardly focused, and our attention, which is outwardly focused, completely gets under control. It's because of the Shabd within. Because of this job, there is so much enjoyment, there is so much intoxication, that the mind stays focused on the job, and it kicks away all of its worldly, outwardly pursuits. So it is only with a still mind that the sar shabd gets manifested within, and the mind gets still because of the job because it realizes that it is not the senses, it is not the body, and it realizes that it is part of God, and it starts going towards that. Once the mind gets on the path, it helps the soul also to progress upwards and towards God Almighty, and the two together then progress upwards. So other than Surat Shabdyog, there is no other means for controlling the mind. Swamiji Maharaj has said, the mind is only controlled with the listening to the Shabd or Shabad within. The Shabd is the grace of the Satguru or the Master, and only with his grace this Shabd gets manifested within. Swamiji Maharaj says, there are two types of satsangs. One is the satsang that the master communicates verbally and in his presence when we listen to him. That is one satsang. The other satsang is when the shabd gets manifested within and our soul gets connected to the shabd. Then at that point, that is the second satsang, the inner satsang that Swamiji Maharaj points to. Once the soul gets connected to the Shabd within, it realizes this full illusion of Kal and Maya. It realizes that we have got nothing to do with all this illusion, and it realizes that reality. And then true love for the Master gets manifested within because we understand this 
full illusion outside, and the soul and the mind gets focused at the lotus feet of the master. So these are the two satsangs, the satsang within, when the soul gets connected to the shabd and realizes itself and realizes the reality, and the satsang that the masters give outside to encourage the souls to go within. When the soul gets connected to the shabd, it travels on the shabd, with the shabd, upwards. And then it comes to know all of the three worlds. And it understands the, re- the reality of wonder, which is the physical, astral, and causal world. And it understands the reality of wonder, which is the physical, astral, and causal world. So when do we realize this truth? When do we realize this truth? We realize the truth when the soul gets connected to the Shabd. And that Shabd, the manifestation of that Shabd, is what the Masters say is the true noun. Shabd is the only means to get to God Almighty. The soul has descended from God Almighty into this world by means of the Shabd itself. And the Shabd itself acts as a ladder for the soul to go back to God Almighty. Swamiji Maharaj says the soul then gets connected with the Shabd, then goes upwards, and it goes to the Brahm. It rises to the Brahm, and then it rises further to Parbrahm. And there it understands and enjoys the surroundings of the Parbrahm. So in Parbrahm, the soul takes the blessings of the Lord of Parbrahm, and then it bathes in the lake of nectar. And when it bathes, it sheds off all of its karmas and all of its three bodies that it has had on itself. And it becomes pure as a soul. There the soul becomes as bright as twelve suns, And there is no male, there is no female. So the difference in the male and the female and the sex is only below Brahm. Above that, there is nothing, no gender. So in Brahm, there is the causal body, and below that, there is the astral body. Beyond Brahm, there is no physical, astral, or causal body. So there the soul and Parbrahm sheds off all of these bodies and it glows equivalent to twelve suns. When the soul bathes in the lake of nectar, it moves out of the world of Kal and moves into the world of Dial because Dial's world starts with Parbrahm and Kal's world starts below that. Kal is the lord of illusion and time, a kind of false god or demiurge of lower planes. And Dial means merciful, the compassionate, the true god. So long as one is within the sphere of Kal, he is within the sphere of karmas. And so even very evolved sadhus, rishis, who have done a lot of meditation, they have also by themselves have not been able to break this sphere of karma. So these rishis, munis, they have, with a lot of effort, 
and a lot of devotion moved above Sahaz del Kanwal, the thousand-petaled lotus, and gone up to Brahm. But still they are bound. There is bondage below Par Brahm. They have not been able to go above and beyond Brahm. They, however, are happy there because of this meditation and penance that they have done. And they have met the lords of that plain. They are in a state of bliss in that region also. However, because of karmas, the moment the benefit of all the penance and the devotion that they have done gets over, then they are sent back to this world. So therefore, when the soul crosses the Brahman goes into Parbrahm, it crosses the compound and goes outside of the compound of Kal and karmas. So he says that once the soul has reached Parbrahm, it has got out of the sphere of call. It has got into the sphere of its own world, or the world of Dayal. So it reaches the world of the Akshar. So Swamiji Maharaj says, beyond Brahm, in the Parbrahm, the soul gets free of the bondage of call. It gets outside of the compound of call and gets into the, the Akshar Dham. Note on the definition of this term, Nyakshar, Dham, a term for realms beyond Brahmanan, beyond the realms of Kal, starting with Parbrahm. Baba Ram Singh. Below the eyes in the six centers below, the sound that the soul listens to is called Das Vidinad. That is the sound emanating from the chakras below the eye center. Above the eye center, the soul, when it goes above, it is called the Anhad, the unstruck melody. So the Anhad is up to Brahm, and from Parbrahm it is called Sarshabd. So the Sarshabd then takes the soul from Parbrahm to Sachkhand. The soul gets very happy and it gets connected to the Sarshabd with the grace of the masters. And then that Sarshabd takes the soul to Sachkhand. So once the soul gets connected to the Sarshabd, it understands all of the shabs or sounds below that. And that takes it to Sachkhand. It is only the saints who know beyond that. All the others have knowledge of all of the worlds and planes only below this. Swamiji Maharaj points out in this Bani, this hymn from the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry, that it is only the saints who know the path above Parbrahm, and nobody else knows that. Therefore, Swamiji Maharaj says, the Shabd beyond Brahm is only known to the masters. It is known only to the saints and nobody else. Swamiji Maharaj says, This path will only be known to a person whom the saint himself showers grace on. So we need the grace of the master at every step on the path and outside also. And when we follow the teachings of the master and when we do not doubt that, and when we follow it completely, then we are able to move successfully on the path 
with His Grace. Radha Swami Excerpted from a spiritual satsang discourse of Baba Ram Singh from back in 2016. Before surrendering to the Master, we have duties to perform. And during that discourse, he mentioned uh, terms like Simran and Dion and Bhajan. Bhajan has two definitions. It can refer to a hymn of a saint. It also refers to the art of listening to the inner sound in meditation, as in Surat Shabad Yoga. Dion can refer to visualizing the form of the master during meditation as a spiritual exercise. And most of the time it refers to actually seeing real light, real light seen, inner light during meditation practice. And of course, Simran refers to the repetition of sacred names of God as a way to focus, to center. And of course, Simran is done, for the most part, mentally, a manas jap or mental chant, a mental repetition, or with the tongue of thought when is repeating various names of God to focus within at the third eye center to begin this journey of the ascension of the soul. Setting your consciousness free from this illusion to experience the heavens above. Today on this Santmat Satsang podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio, Today I want to conclude this satsang a little differently than usual. Traditional satsangs in India begin with the singing of a hymn or bhajan and may conclude that way as well. There may be a bhajan singer singing a few verses at a time from the composition of some sant, and then the master will comment on the meaning of those verses. And so I wanted to to share a little bit of uh, what it's like to hear a bhajan. This is the English translation of a hymn of Baba Somanath, who is the spiritual master of Baba Ram Singh, his initiating guru, who is in the lineage of Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. Baba Somanath was a great disciple of Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. And Baba Somanath was an amazing composer and singer of bhajans, singer of hymns, and you're going to get a chance to hear him, hear a recording of him actually singing this particular bhajan. I'll give you the English translation and then just play the bhajan to conclude today's satsang podcast a bhajan of baba somanath contemplate on the sat guru fix your attention at the third eye shake off this false dream remove duality and evil propensities from your within enthrone the guru between the two eyebrows and leave falsehood behind. When the mind and the breath become one, 
when the attention becomes focused, you rise up to the seat of the soul, there become absorbed in your inner seeing faculty. Following this method, perfect your contemplation. The cycle of births and deaths will be finished off. Give up the Shat Karam, six purifactory practices of Hatha Yoga. You will gain no spiritual benefit from them, and they are only wasting your energy. Adopt the gaze of the tortoise who hatches her eggs through her attention. Contemplate through all the eight watches of the day. Discard desires and assertion. Lose yourself in adoration of the beloved Guru. The Divine Guru, the Divine Master, is the radiant form of light. He banishes all darkness, just like the moon rising in the night sky. He drives away the illusion of ignorance. The stream of the limitless Shabbat or sound current descends from above like a lifeline. The Satguru is true. The essence of all that exists become absorbed in his divine form. Somanath says, Do the Dion of the Guru. See the truth with your own eyes. In the blink of an eye, maya, or illusion, is destroyed, and the light of the soul merges into the divine light of the Shabbat, says Baba Somanath. Come, Tadrashti, to my 
संहारो आठ ही प्रहर निहारो चाह चेष्टा निकारो इष्ट गुरु लौलाई सत गुरु का ध्यान धारो दिव्य गुरु मूर्ति प्रकाश भई अंधकार नाश चंद्रोदय जसनीसान भ्रम नताई सतगुरु का ध्यान धारो चितन शब्द अनहद धार आवत उपरीतार सतगुरु सत सार तदरूप सतगुरु का ध्यान धारो चितन सोमनाथ कर गुरु ध्यान अनुभव सहित प्रमाण पल में मायन सान ज्योत में ज्योत मिलाई सतगुरु का ध्यान धारो चितन थमा